We are reporting. Mm-hmm. Are we sure? Uh, the number is... I'm Vince Roca. Did he say Venti Mocha? And sitting in for special guest Michael Hutchinson is super special guest Marty Bailey. Woo! Yay! How are you, man? Uh, doing okay. Doing okay. Yeah, what's new and exciting in the uh, Marty Bailey world? Uh, this is Los Angeles and driving in the rain. It's it's a it is a rainy oof. day in L.A. A rare one. Pu- yesterday was Groundhog Day, and Punxsutawney Phil saw his shadow. So yes. I guess we have uh, more winter. More winter or whatever. Uh, but in Canada, the groundhog did not see its shadow, so they have early spring. Um, currently it is uh, time and temperature 11, 13, 54 degrees. Yeah. That's, that's across so, so everywhere that is listening to this podcast yeah. right now, no matter when you're listening. Um, it shows that it's 54. It shows cloudy, but it, it a moment ago it was raining. Is it still raining? Oh, it's still there? a little sprinkles and rain here and there. And tonight at seven, we have a 30% chance of rain, eight, 30%, and then uh 40% at around 10. And then it lightens up again at at uh, one and then we have rain a big uh, monday and tuesday monday today yeah today is uh friday as we're recording this another storm monday and tuesday which is good for california and good oh, for yeah. our uh water it's kind of nice to drive around and see green and you know well that's bad for california fires well that, yeah, we get, next year it's not going to be good but yeah we get the all this vegetation <laughs> and then it dries out and then a blaze then happens um but uh, but yeah, but it, keeps, it, it keeps our fire department busy. So it it's keeps good, all of our you know? uh, the snowpack in the Sierras is improving, which is oh crazy. my god, it's crazy. I mean, we're never going to get the uh, uh, Owens Valley back up to where yeah. it once was. Uh, and actually, what a catastrophe that would be because homes have now been. built. I was about to say <laughs> there's there's certain areas now where you're just like, wait a minute. Uh, if Owens Valley need, filled up, yeah, we need to get this water out of disaster. Here. Yeah. Uh, and well, that's, yeah, that certainly happened. All I drove like the back way up to, uh, we, I live in Santa Cruz, California, Palmdale, Lancaster is about 45 minutes away. I drove up, uh, one of the back ways, one of the back roads and one of the little man-made lakes was actually full. So it was pretty nice to see. It's interesting that, uh, I, I, you remember, um, people who are listening in other states won't have any clue to this, uh, <laughs> The, when the Sepulveda Basin filled up, oh yeah, when yeah. El Nino oh, had happened times, yeah. like twenty years ago, yeah. and it was crazy. Like no one went to work. Like cars no. were being swept down streets. Yeah. It was so flooded. It was it was insane. Yeah. I haven't looked at the numbers, but I feel like we've gotten more rain now than we did then, and I'm guessing that they've just cleared everything out and and like we can deal with the I, water yeah, now. I, I don't think 20 years ago they were ready for it they were talking about it they were like oh we should get ready for this you know crazy storm coming and then when it came it was like oh maybe we should have gotten ready i think i think since then they've i guess actually, they fixed it because i think I they've swear actually done oh yeah, like we've that, yeah way more rain um, We've got some pretty steady rain here the last couple of weeks. It's been pretty interesting, and it's slightly disappointing because I was looking forward to like the chaos of yeah. of uh, the basin filling up and watching yeah. cars float away. And but it it, it was kind of crazy. At I have a good friend of mine uh, who's uh, he does the horror conventions uh, with me, and he lived I think about two or three blocks away. I remember them going up to the basin, like walking down there, mm-hmm. and I'm like, just I'm like, why would you do that? And he's like, oh, but a bunch of people. I'm like. Cars are being swept away. Why yeah. the fuck are you walking down that road? Why are you walking on Sepulveda when it's literally flooded? Sepulveda is shut down. Sepulveda is a main yeah. main street here in Southern California. Sepulveda used to be the 405 freeway. Yeah. 
Yeah, and now it it's just like thoroughfare. I mean, it was, you know, four feet of moving water. I'm like, I don't think you should be walking down this road. Yeah, it was crazy. It's not that big a deal. Watch the news and watch from a helicopter, you know, on the news. But anyway, right, right now it's it's just, you know. And the other thing is we since we don't get enough rain here, people just don't know how to drive. So that doesn't help, you know, traffic wise. People just like, Oh my god, it's water, what do you do? And you're like, just keep fucking driving yeah it's very interesting right people californians don't know how to deal with the water yet the majority of californians aren't from california they're from states where there's plenty of water and they come here and go y'all don't know how to drive in the water and then all of a sudden they don't know how to drive in the water either yeah i don't i I think they get a brain farter they turn into californians pretty quick i do understand and and people are very quick to forget this we go you know 365 days of sunshine and in the case of uh, without this particular rain here, at you know, for the exception of a few sprinkles, we probably went somewhere around a thousand days with oh, yeah. really no rain. Um, but all the soot that comes out of cars, all the tire, all the rubber that that crumbles off of tires, yeah. oil that drips out of cars, builds up on the road. Yeah. And when the yeah, rain really comes, yeah. this is black ice. And people yeah. from other states don't understand when we say, oh, the black ice. Right. They think it's, what, what could that possibly right. be? Because if you're in Washington. Like, the road's not frozen. You're like, it's not right. that kind of if black If you're ice. in Washington, all of that debris is getting washed away constantly. Daily, weekly. Yeah. Here, it builds up. We get used to driving on it. And then you throw some water on it. And you go sliding and yeah. hydroplaning. And that happens a right. lot. But generally... Like right now, there shouldn't be black ice. We've had so much rain that it no, should have washed it away at this point. People just don't know how to drive. All right. That was uh, Martin Bailey with Traffic and Weather. And now to Vince Roca for Political News, Trump Sucks, and back to our regular program. <laughs> yes. We're up in things here. We're trying to do segments. So, time for the entertainment <laughs> segment. <laughs> back to politics. Um, a massacre was made up today by the Trump administration. Thank you, guys. Didn't there, I didn't. I have been daily vlogging, so I have been out of the news, which was a bummer because there was a Bowling Green massacre from Muslims. Let me finish before we get into your terror. Um, yesterday was my last daily vlog, um, and uh, it, and it happened to happen on Groundhog's Day. But I had, which would have been great to have included as part of the vlog. But I am so out of the loop on news that I didn't even know it was Groundhog Day. Um, Does anybody really? In, in- I if I found out today, uh, so um, I heard that there was uh, some incident in Canada. Is that the Bowling Green? No. Okay, what is the Bowling Green massacre? Um, Did it happen? You just made a joke that Trump made something up. Did no, it? Trump's people actually went on the air and said that there was a Bowling Green massacre when it never happened, and it's complete falsehood and then they kind of backtrack and go well hey hey it, hey hey it's, it's not falsehood it's alternative facts get your shit straight okay true. so they said uh bullying we, we don't need muslims here because it was talking about the muslim ban and where and where was where allegedly was this bowling green massacre Bo- bowling green I, i'm assuming kentucky or I, I don't bowling know green, michigan I, I, there's bowl, like three or four a of like, bowling green to yeah, me is there's three is or four a of spring them. outdoor sport no 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 no, cricket. no 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 it's like an actual city bowling. no it's an actual city and she Kellyanne, you know, dipshit, you know, went on the air to say that they're, you know. Well, maybe there was, maybe they were no. doing some yard no. bowling behind no. the White House and no. they killed a frog and they no. were like, it's the Bowling Green Massacre. No. So she it's went just on. completely made up bullshit that the Trump administration no, 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 is no. doing. Alternative facts. No, it's not, an, it's not alternative facts. facts. 
Somewhere, make light of it, make a joke of it. But it's somewhere there was a massacre, horseshit. and this is just the alternative version. Right. Of it. Exactly. At some point, somewhere. Right. This is just the alternative. Yeah. Um, Which has never happened before. I was in the doctor's office yesterday, and uh, two things I saw on the news. One was a car chase, and I just hmm. don't. I thought those didn't happen. Anymore. I know. I there, there's been like, several. There's been several. Like, why? Like, I've what? Never heard why people like, I mean, to be, people like to be on tv this is just a different form of reality television that's all it is but you no longer get the fame because like i don't even know who that guy was oh like, they get it, fame out of it how they just you see the news will i say, guess they're one, buddies, one or two of like the, one or two of the news companies will be like we have literally nothing else on we're oh not they gonna, were yeah that's no no no, no, no. i mean after coming. like the after effects oh we have nothing else on we don't have you know a, a dr phil to put on or whatever so let's just keep the camera rolling for another half an hour, 45 minutes, two hours, whatever, how long are that, you know, these idiots allow the camera to be on. And um, they'll, like, you know, of now, course, say things and make things up and, like, well, they, they were speeding and they're possible drugs in the car, or, you know, whatever. Right, right, like, right. what the fuck are you talking about? You know, it's, all right. Now that we're talking about the news oh. and uh, Trump has come down all over the news and he's right about that. He's right that there's a problem with the news in this country. Um, there has been for a long time. I was thinking last night, and Uh-oh. you, it's a weird thing. Is that why you went to the doctors? Yes. There's a weird thing trying to control the news. Oh, I forgot about my second thing about that. But it's a weird <laughs> thing trying to control the news. But I feel like uh, maybe we should make it a law. It should be mandatory that every news article starts with uh, whether or not this is an opinion piece. Right. Or if it is a news reporting piece. Right, absolutely. And then there needs to be five bullet points that are nothing but facts. Right. And then you can start the journalist story. Now, on one hand, I believe in this, and whether it's visual news or newspaper or radio, whatever, you've got to give five bullet point facts before you get into your story. Absolutely. I, and, I, I agree 100%. And... Uh, uh, the the problem with this, of course, is is now you're telling journalists how to do their uh, job, which I don't believe is true. I think you're creating the format. Right. And if everything had to adhere to this format, we could easily look and look at these five facts and immediately know if they're bullshit or not. Right. And if the five facts are missing, we know this is straight up an opinion piece, and you know that doesn't matter. And because news is news is fucked up. News is really in this country sensationalized and yeah. bad. Well. Not, because in this not, country, not, not too many is, other countries do this. Because in this country, it is entertainment and it's yeah. advertised based. And it's an advertisement, you know. Based there was uh, system. recently, uh, I, I don't even know what it was because I was mostly out of the loop. But there was a lot of facts being uh, distributed across a bunch of websites. Fox said something that was wrong, and then Fox later uh, tweeted the correct thing, but didn't remove the first tweet. Because uh, in their defense, if they did remove the first tweet, it would seem like they were hiding facts. Right. But then ultimately, the first tweet d- does get shared more than the second tweet does. And Twitter doesn't give you an option of altering that tweet, which is a problem now, too, because now that wrong tweet is getting shared over and yeah, over. Yeah, but they don't care. And well, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm whether, not even saying Fox News. Uh, any news organization. That's, the, they that's just, right. They, none of them care. Get the facts out there. Yeah. Get the click. Right. Get the click is what matters, which becomes the advertising right. dollar. And that's all they care about. And with television news, all they cared about is the, the commercials. And with newsprint, which is almost dead, all they care about are the ads that are there. Um, and I, I don't blame them. It became a business, and journalists well, that's the thing. need it's to make a, money. And you know, everybody you to know. go all the way back to even Hearst. It's like uh, you know, it, it's always been a business, 
but there were people out there that were fighting. No, it hasn't. The <clears throat> there were people fighting against the business side. Like we should bring in facts. We should bring in uh, something that's not bullshit. We should actually bring in somebody who can read off a teleprompter or read their own notes exactly what actually happened or what is actually happening. Uh, not until like really for this country. Not until the Vietnam War uh, did we have one hundred percent. Fact. I mean, that was the first time ever that, like, Dan Rather and those people are, are out in the bush, you know, with these people fighting. Right. And that was the first time that most Americans, let alone most humans, saw war outside of soldiers. Uh, so, in and, the early and that was, like, days, 1968, 69 or something. So, you're, like, how you know, hundreds of years of newspapers and articles and, quote-unquote, journalists out there. Who knows what they were, you know. It's all always been opinion. It's always been you know advertised based, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just it's uh, newsprint was a problem because you know. newsprint was advertiser driven. Yeah, but in the well, like Hearst Castle, like whatever his name is, Hearst, I mean, uh, Rand, William yeah. Randolph Hearst. I mean, that's the thing. It's like he owned like eighty newspapers, right? So basically, at one given time, he could throw out one thing. And boom, the entire United States would read it the next day. Right. So then along came television and radio. And radio was, uh, uh, well, radio is and television mandated by the FCC, Federal Communications Commission. Television is the more important one here because stations could not afford to launch satellites. Yeah. So the government launched the satellites. Right. And created rules that the stations had to adhere by. They had to uh, have socially acceptable programming, which meant no nudity, no cussing, and they had to dedicate a certain percentage of their news or their broadcast time to delivering the news. And that flows over into radio. Uh, radio organizations were able to put up their own antenna, but the FCC got involved to mandate them as well. So here we were for a good chunk of time in La La Land, uh, where news was being reported not for money but for facts, and that destroyed newspapers to some extent mm. because you know they couldn't deliver bullshit anymore. It was now factual. Of course, newspapers have a resurgence with the rags that you get in the uh, in the supermarket checkout aisle, which are almost nearly gone. Yet they're still <laughs> there, and I still read them. Mm -hmm. So news, television news, and, and radio news uh, becomes. Uh, is this thing that is just a product of the people in a public service. And then somewhere around the 70s, sensationalism of Vietnam mm -hmm. War, yep. and they realize if it bleeds, it leads, and there's profit in news, the transition of news of television news changes. I think the downfall of TV news, um, and I'm partial to the station more than Fox, but the downfall of television news is CNN. The moment that CNN launches 24 hours news and you need to fill the news 24 well, yeah, hours absolutely. a day yeah. becomes it was the a good end it was a good like decent report right it was a good idea and a good <laughs> oh it was concept a fantastic idea because they were literally it, the original model was there's enough news going on in the world right. that we could do the you news could report for 24, it 24 hours. hours a day the problem of course was we had OJ Simpson for what 17 or 18 months straight 24 right. hours a day right so there's like Nothing else going on in the world, nothing else going on in the United States, nothing else going on outside of California. It was all right there in Los Angeles. But by the so time like, OJ comes about, no, at that point it, we have MSNBC no, and Fox all of them, News but and all of them. I'm, I'm saying like the original concept was based on, well, let's do the OJ Simpson trial for an hour and we'll still have 23 hours to do the rest of the world, the rest of the country. Mm -hmm. And yeah, absolutely 100% has changed the so, model. 
Along comes this other, this next great invention, the internet, where now you can yeah. fact check all that bullshit yeah. that was on CNN and whatever, all these news organizations that were, you know, advertiser based because the internet wasn't advertiser based. And guess what happened? The internet's now advertiser yeah. based. So at the moment, I don't pay a lot of attention to news mm -hmm. because I almost feel like I can't. Right. Like, I read headlines. I don't yeah. read stories. I read headlines and I get like I read the the Bowling Green headline through Facebook or today. So I was vaguely familiar mm -hmm. familiar that something Bowling Green happened. Um, and then throughout the week, based on what I see, you know, advertised for the news in between a program or if I catch a bit of the Daily Show, I put together what the story is. Saturday right. Night Live, I get okay. I see what the facts, what must have happened. Or someone like you comes over and tells me. Um, anyway, so it's, news, it's, news it's is screwed. It's unfortunate that a good chunk of our country actually gets news and news bites from The Daily Show or SNL. When they're actually making fun of the news... And it's, it's yeah, but if you can read between the lines, no, 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 the... no, absolutely. But it's like it's one of those things where you're like, the news is so awful that they actually started making fun of the news. Yeah, I can't. So it's just like that. That to me, you know, it's like even all the way a hundred, you know, forty, thirty something years ago when Dan Aykroyd and them were making fun of the news. I remember even even as a child, like on Sunday, the news organizations would give them so much shit. And there was so like the Monday, you know, morning right. papers were all over SNL, Center Live for, you know, talking shit about the news and making fun of the news. And now it's just like, well, the whole thing is just a big circus. Right. You if, know, so it's if I watch Daily Show or Saturday Night Live make fun of a story. Yeah, I get the joke. Right. And that allows me to understand what the fact absolutely. in there no, was. Absolutely. Right. When I turn on the news and someone delivers it to me seriously, I can't figure out where the joke is and yeah. where the fact <laughs> is, and I don't know what the hell I'm actually being told. Right. Because it's definitely an opinion. It's the sarcasm I yeah. get. Right. I mean, on either side, right. whether you're like, Obama's a Muslim or Trump's right. a re retard, right. I, okay, I get the sarcasm right. and I can, I can drill through it. But when you're absolutely being serious, like Bowling Green, look, I didn't, I didn't know if it was something that really happened. No. Yeah, um, of course. So uh, the second thing that I saw that I thought was interesting in the news to finish that up yesterday was uh, a high school here in California almost had a Columbine type incident, which was thwarted because a woman overheard two boys talking about that they were going to bring guns to school. Yeah. And she snapped a picture of them and showed it to authorities. And the authorities were like, thank God this woman was courageous enough to snap that photo. That's all fine and good. No problems there. However, I'm sitting there thinking, what if they weren't doing anything and the woman snap covertly snapping photos of high school boys? Like, and what if it's a man and they're high school girls? Like, at what point... Right. Like, they're praising her. Thank God she was courageous enough to snap this photo. And I'm like, she was in the right place at the right time. You and know, thank you. And, yeah. the story like easily goes. I don't understand. I don't, I don't believe it anyway. Like I whip out a camera and I start just taking pictures of people randomly. And people are going to be like, who's this perv or who's this freak? Yeah. Unless I happen to thwart some crime. And it's like, well, thank God the pervert was created. Thank God he was getting those down blouse <laughs> shots at Disneyland that he could catch the, you know, kidnapping. Right. On... Anyway, I. I I'm glad that nothing happened at the high school. I just find it interesting that 
all of a sudden she's courageous for taking well, it, photos still, of high school boys. It still like, goes to like yeah. that whole thing where like the the women teachers that are under arrest are going to jail for having sex with their students. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. No, 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 no. But it's just like they're going to jail for like you I know, would have not been traumatized. They're going to jail for like let's say five years or whatever. But then you know if a guy like if a guy does it, of course you know he's a monster. You know, oh, he's in jail forever. You yeah. know, and they're yeah, and they actually. Maybe it's because men should know better and women are well, you know, women too are small definitely brain, they don't. Under the Trump administration, we were told today that they need to learn how to dress and women are second-class citizens. So that's true. What happened? No, that's on the Trump, the Trump, uh, the Trump administration yeah. sent out to the women staffers. Not the men staffers. The women staffers actually got a memo of how to be a woman and how to dress like a woman. So that's, you know, that right there is what 57 million Americans, possible Russians, voted in for the White House. Somebody to tell women how to be a woman. But but he's had three women, four, you know, whatever. I mean, he's just such a scumbag. Um, Let's see. Okay, The Guardian, The Telegraph, Huffington Post are reporting. Uh, God, do I have any decent <laughs> organizations? No. Uh, is uh, Washington Post or let's see, Cosmopolitan is reporting on this. Um, in the uh, NY Mag, I don't know, New York Daily News, I don't know that this is a real story. Is this a, because, like, I've got nothing here from. Uh, well, that's the other thing with the 24 hour news. Things fucking go by so fast that it doesn't even make I sense. I mean, come on, I don't even have New York Times. I don't know that this is a real story. What I just said? Yeah. Okay. Because nobody here, there's no decent. No, none of those people will say anything. Are you kidding me? What do you me? mean? They report on it. No, uh, they won't. Yeah, they do. Uh, really? New York Times and the Washington Post. Have you and... seen what's going on with the. Uh, dude, the, two of the guys that were in New York with the quote unquote protests were arrested. Four of you know the people so uh, reporting on it have is, been arrested. Uh, they're not going to report this shit. They're not going to report anything against Trump. They don't want to go to fucking jail. New York jail. Times reports against Trump all the time. So does the Washington Post and the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, um, and some of those Huff people po, have already Metro, been. Mirror, oh my know, god! All right, I I don't know. I'm going to look at the HuffPo article, but you're crazy. Um, I do not regard HuffPo as being a solid source of news, a solid source of sarcasm. Um, according to a recent report from AXO, a yeah Axos, a news new media company created by the co-founder of Politico, President Donald Trump wants women uh, who work for him to dress like a woman. See right off the bat, this is according to a report from Axios. I don't know who that is. I've never heard of them. A new media company created by the co-founder of Politico. Yeah. I wouldn't buy the story at all. Um, Axos, Mike Allen and Jonathan Swan spoke to a source who worked on Trump's campaign who reported the president is very particular about what his staffers wear. This goes for both men and women. If you're going to be a public person for him, whether it's a lawyer representing him in meetings, then you need to have a certain look. One source told Axos that look, at least for male, any male, you have to be sharply dressed. Source added that Trump really has one simple derivative for his or directive for his female staffers dress like women. Uh, even if you're in jeans, you need to look neat and orderly, the source said, adding that many women on the campaign trail, even those in field offices, felt pressure to wear dresses in order to impress Trump. Once his report was published on February 2nd, Twitter in usual fashion responded accordingly. Twitter users tweeted images of women dressed well like women in hubab and doctor's gown. Yeah, okay. 
and now we go through photos. Oh, I don't believe this story to be true, and even if I didn't it say is, that it was true, I just said the news, the story was out there. Yeah, even if it thing. is, um, I could see his organization saying men need to be dressed sharply dressed, and women need to dress like women. Uh, I can see the dumble entendre there, or whatever. I can see where that sounds. You should just say all staff needs to be sharply dressed, um, but describing women as sharply dressed is usually not done even when they are wearing a stylish two thousand dollar armani pantsuit you usually don't say you look sharp that's something that's reserved for men um typically not that it can't be used so i could see this being said without the intent of demeaning women but saying women dress like women does sound bad but he's got a point. Look, he's got people out there representing him, and uh, you know you want him to be sharply dressed. During the Obama it's administration, it's 2017. We don't need to tell people how to dress. Uh, I agree with you. I agree. No, with that, you. I mean that's that's flat out. I, I don't agree. Even care. Although it's 2017. Although some people dress like a slob. I, I went to a funeral. Not once. in Washington, and not working I, at the White yeah, House. Yeah, whatever. You're probably. Oh, you're right. Seriously. Look, I, look, I'm not. I'm not. Come on. Yeah, I don't I'm not taking the other end. I don't I, yeah. Again. I don't know why this was it's, said. Right. Again, I know I don't even care. I'm not even really going after like the attack on women. I'm, I'm saying, pretty confident that during the Obama administration they were hyper sensitive into how uh how people dress, particularly the Obamas. Um because uh any bad looking photo of the black people looking like black people would have went insanely viral. Um, so I could see in Trump, you know, Melania is a model and, or a former model. I could see them being a uh, model, you know, still fashion's important. Look, absolutely. Um, uh, we should take a side note there that, uh, Call girls wear fishnet stockings and have like really bright red lipstick because that's what guys like. So stop calling them nasty horse. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we're we going to that's how they attract their merchandise. Let's get out of this. All right. So uh, out of politics, yeah, I don't no, know no, if we no, completed I mean, the thought the, or a story there. The um, new situation, the new system. In the our news is a problem. Is politics ridiculous. are a problem. Um, and uh, all women should dress like horse because it looks really nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So the SAG Awards happen. Oh, before we get to the SAG Awards, I watched the movies. Uh-oh. Did you watch anything? Uh, Stranger Things. I watched Stranger Things. You watch, rewatched Stranger Things. Okay, All I eight watched episodes in one sitting. Actually, to continue Jesus. with women, I watched Ella. L, yeah, yeah, or L, yeah, E L L E L. Have you seen it? No. Okay. Nobody, no one needs to see this movie. <laughs> My dad loved it, and he said she was great. She is fantastic. Right. Um. She's raped several times in the movie no, and gets a bit it. of Stockholm Syndrome. That's what I told you. And uh, this isn't much of a spoiler because it's in the trailer, but she gets a bit of a Stockholm Syndrome, which makes you... If I'm a rapist yes, and I watch Ellie, Ella, Ella, Elle... And I watched you watched Elle. the movie. You don't remember her fucking name? I don't... They didn't... Well... Ah, didn't see, pay, you weren't paying attention. I don't know they called her that. Um... I'm a rapist and I watch this movie. Right. I say, oh, so if I pick enough flowers, one of them is going to like it. So I should continue raping. Well, of course. So it's Paul Verhoeven. I mean, Jesus Christ. Are you kidding me? Show I girls. I don't. 
like I cannot get behind saying that I like this movie, right. that it was a good movie. Like I don't want anybody to watch this movie. Nope. I don't want this is can straight up be as much as that uh, anthropoid pod movie that we watched that half of it is watching the Germans just kill, just just annihilate the Dutch. Right. And I think it's pro it's a pro German movie. I mean, half of the movie is dedicated to watching the Germans kill these people. Right. The first half, big deal. The, the, you know, they kill one of the Germans, and the fucking next hour and a half is them <laughs> being destroyed by the Germans. It is totally a yeah. pro-German Nazi movie. I don't get that movie shouldn't exist. Yeah. And now I look at this and I go, okay, fantastic story. It shouldn't exist. No. Um uh, Alan Ball made an amazing movie called Towelhead about mm. a uh, 14, 13 or 14 year old. Maybe she was 12. I don't know. Um, little girl, young girl, little girl, teenage, preteen, whatever. Um, her, she's an Arabic girl whose father, whose mother dies and father ignores her. And she starts up a romantic relationship with 30 year old Aaron Eckhart. I loved this movie. It was so well made. It was so endearing. It was so, the girl is so good. The performances are so good. And when it was over, I was like, how do you say, go see Talhead? How do you say, like, this is a subject matter. They took a really rough subject matter and really made a good story about it. But I'm like, I can't recommend this to anybody. Like, what the hell does that say about me? If I'm like, oh, Talhead's amazing. Yeah, 30-year-old has, you know, sex with a 12-year-old. is fantastic. The same thing about this. She gets raped. And then, like, she has, she kind of falls in love with her captor. Or has a relationship with her captor. And I'm just like, what does this say about, like, the cap, the rapists are well, like. Well, when Paul, I, when Paul Verhoeven and all the, his people, when they wrote Showgirls, their favorite scene was when they raped the showgirl. And you just sit there and you're like, everybody loves this movie. They say, oh, the movie's so bad, it's good. Blah, 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 blah. And you're like, it's based on raping. I don't raping. even remember. The- it's based on beating and raping a showgirl. That's what the movie was based on. That was their highlight of the film. Who gets raped? Elizabeth Berkeley? No, her Gina, Gina Gershon? Yeah. No, the, I remember. Gina. She's in a hospital, but I don't remember anybody getting raped. I remember that One of the showgirls at one of the big parties. That silly movie They beat opens. the living shit out of her. It's, it's the black girl that was in The Closer the first uh, year or two. I okay, can't think of her name. I had no recollection. She, My recollection of showgirls is, is the, the guy steals her luggage, and then she gets picked up with, by him at the end. Gina Gershon is in a bed. Oh, they're all nipples, nipples, and ice, and get the nipples hard. Well, of course, of course and, you like that stuff. And the insane, over-the-top pool sex scene. No. That's what I remember about showgirls. No. Yeah. And the poster art is epic. Um, anyway, yeah, I I cannot recommend Ella uh, the Ellie L. Mm-hmm. She's great. I no one should see this movie. No. It's a it's you just yeah. I'm like I'm a horror fanatic. I love the the macabre. I love dread. I love that kind of stuff. There's a few movies in that you know I spit on your grave. It's there's 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 several movies in. The exploitation part of horror, or whatever, I don't even need to watch. I don't even watch, and I don't care who likes it. I don't care, you know. It's like, and then it—that's how I base, you know, even friends and stuff, you know, off of. Like, oh, what's your favorite indie movie? You know, last year, Human Centipede, and I spit on your grave too. Okay, nice knowing you. I don't need <laughs> to talk to you anymore because I know where you're at. If you're sitting there for enjoyment, watching, you know, that kind of entertainment, I don't need to, you know, to deal with you. 
when you make a this is uh, nominated it won SAG awards uh, a movie about yeah like you said a woman becoming uh, comfortable with being a victim being comfortable with and making a joke and making light of being a victim let alone if it's rape or not you know if it's you know whatever the, the case may be that's not entertainment to me that right. that gets very very fucking scary in that who's writing this stuff who's getting off writing this kind of stuff and then who's getting off producing right. this kind of quote unquote art you're like okay i understand if you're trying to make a point right but what's the point of these you know stories the the point of these stories is you're exploiting you know a horrifying right. situation there's nothing to gain out of this um Unless it's like the accused, unless you figure out a way to get into court scenes and say, if you are part of this, you're going to fucking go to jail. People will hate you forever. That is what you need to do. But none of these movies will say that kind of shit. Right. Well, that's the talent in filmmaking. Right. Okay. I saw the original I Spit on Your Grave yeah. 20 years ago. Um, vague memories of it. Yeah. I, you, we've talked about it previously. I remember her sort of wandering around a yeah. lot. And I think a guy's penis gets cut off. I never watched any of the remakes or the because I was like, why? Been there, done that. Human Centipede, in its defense, is a hilarious. No, 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 movie. no, no, no. Hilarious. I'm saying, no, I'm just absolutely saying. hilarious. But um, <laughs> I, I'm not comparing the two. No, no, I'm I know saying that. I know what you're saying. I'm, I'm talking I, about. I just want to make sure that people realize how what the what the comedy genius of right. Human Centipede is, just like the comic genius of the room. Um, yeah. Anyway. Shh, uh, oh wait. We can talk about the room. Uh, anyway, on the uh, other side of uh, what you were just saying, the exploitation of when you are watching a revenge flick, yeah. you have to like I spit on your grave. The horror of what happens to the woman as she's raped, like in a monster, um, leaves you so horrified that that justifies the action, right, right, right. the revenge. Right. But. The talent of a filmmaker, you flip the script to a movie like Nocturnal Animals, it's a revenge flick. We didn't see what happens, but you, through Jake Gyllenhaal's performance, you are along for that revenge. Yeah. You realize how jacked up this is. Right. So there is a way to to do something, to film a movie where someone is something horrific happens to somebody without having to see that horror right. and still be invested for them to see their revenge. Absolutely. To L, uh, she is an amazingly complex character. Uh, there's a lot of weird stuff that happened to her. Her story is deep, the, which makes the movie super interesting and her fantastic. It's just when you take that step back and you go, what is this saying to rapists or what is this, you know, what is, what is this putting out right. there? That There's not the, the emphasis is not on uh, the victim. The, like you're saying, like the emphasis is on, you know, if I'm a rapist or if I'm a bad guy. I don't I, know necessarily, know. but it certainly, I mean, there's just these creepy scenes when she discovers who it is and is okay with it. Yeah. And you just, you're like, like, look, watching that movie, it's a French movie, watching that movie with Deanna, there was more than one time that I turned to Deanna and I was like, the French are fucked up. The French oh, no, are yeah. weird, yeah. man. Like, this is normal for, like, what the French would do in a relationship or sexually? I was mm -hmm. like, 
they're fucking crazy. And, and so are their horror movies, and so are their independent like horror. Like they're really fucked up. Yeah, I could see like that. really, really messed up. So uh, I don't recommend anybody see L. Uh, <laughs> the next movie that I watched was Fences. Oh, you finally saw it! Yay. I finally saw Fences, and uh, based on the trailer, when I said uh, it looks terrible, it looks like an angry asshole father who is shitty toward his son and probably treats his wife the way that a 1950s black wife was treated and i don't really need to see that that is exactly what this movie is um it was a total waste of time uh directed by uh denzel Mm -hmm. viola davis is awesome so what i mean the movie this movie has no reason to have ever have been made not because it promotes any bad activity just because it's absolutely pointless Mm. okay it's a black family in the 40s 50s i don't know somewhere right in there i'm not i'm not even sure what the date is like sometime in the 50s he grew up hard yeah so he's gonna raise his boy hard right and there's just certain things you did you drank on friday night you know, he's good to his wife. Um, you know, there's no, he never beats her up or treats her right poorly. Uh, I mean, he's sort of shitty to her. <laughs> and the, well, the, I'll just blow it. He cheats on her. Look, there's a huge spoiler. He cheats on her. And that no, no, was typical. Movie. That was typical for now. Well, you saw the play. That was typical of 1950s men. You know, I mean, hey, men, they got to get out there and they got to wander. And I'm like, what the fuck is the point of watching this movie? Like, mm. okay, that was the 50s. Apparently, Ricky and Lucy slept in two beds. That shit doesn't happen anymore. There's no fond memories of looking back and going, oh, those were the good. Make America great again. Yeah. Those were the good old days. No, it just, like, fucking move on. Yeah. This story, it's not that it's a bad story. I get the history. It's it's a fucking pointless. Like, mm. No millennial is going to watch Fences to learn about how hist- how right. it was. Right. They're going to watch Hidden Figures and go, oh, there was a black or white water fountain. Let me learn more about that. They're not going to watch Fences, a movie made for fucking 50-year-olds. And I don't even know that they want to watch it. It's right. fucking dog shit. It was... And financially, it's, it's not totally doing- fine. There's like... A- but financially, it's, such, it's not even it's doing that well, even with the, the mega stars that are in it. Because it's, it's, you no, 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 watch no, no, the but like trailer. What, no, but like what you just Ugh. said. But no, but like what you just said. Even 50 and 60-year-olds that you know will get you know in buses and go out to the matinees or whatever, they're actually they're actually seeing Hidden Figures. That's they're a great not movie. Seeing, they're, not seeing, great movie. they're not going to go see Fences, because obviously they're not. If you see it, you know, it was nominated for a bunch of stuff on, the, on certain awards. It has not helped... Uh, I feel like last year's Oscar So White, Denzel said, let me find the blackest thing I can direct because I'm going to win. No, he's been working on it for about five years. Oh, it's been out there. for It's been out there. Like I said, when when it was on, when it was on the stage, Eddie Murphy's people bought it for Eddie Murphy. So we're talking. I went and saw it in 88. Eddie Murphy? Yeah. uh, 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 The comedian? Yes. Oh, okay. So like 1986, I saw it 86. No, 87. 87, 88. Am I on there? Is yeah, it on? Great. Uh, 87, 88, it was you know, on stage in New York and everything. It, it was a... Uh, I, I, yet again, it wasn't like Wicked or anything like that kind of a hit, but it was a hit. Mm-hmm. It was winning awards. It was, you know, it was a big to-do, and that was 1988. 
and here we are, what, 30 years later, and it finally comes to the big screen. Mm -hmm. That's how many people have looked into it. And like what you're saying, I'm assuming they're saying the same thing. You know, what's the arc? What's the storyline? Where's the three acts? Like, what's going for stage? It works for stage, possibly. Oh, there's three acts. No, 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 no. no. But like to to sell to a movie audience, where like on stage, it's like this, this, and this happened, and that's that's really all you need to do in a play. Mm -hmm. You can close. You know, you can put the curtains down, and people are like, "Oh, the curtains closing. I I need a clap now." That's (laughs) you know, that's the literally the old curtain call. You know, that's you know, boom. Um, For a movie. Like you're saying, there's certain things that you need to do to say, uh, unless it's you know super crazy artsy like the lobster or something. Like I don't know what the fuck's going on. Right. Um, Have you seen that? Yeah. Okay. But like I don't know what the fuck's going on, and it ends, and you're like, what did I just watch? And then you talk about it for years because you have no idea what you fucking watched. Did you like the lobster? Yeah. I, well, yeah. But I I really like him. I've always liked him. I've always been on his bandwagon uh, him, since Colin, uh, Colin. or yeah. okay, yeah, since day one of what like twenty years ago. Lobster is interesting. I lo- I like no, the, but I, I love the concept of the lobster. But that's what I'm saying. Cause I, there's something there. But again, even for film, you're just like, what is this? Like, you don't I, have to see this movie. There's nothing really. You're not going to learn anything. I would anything recommend or do people anything. watch lobster. Oh no 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 no. I, like I said, I haven't, I haven't seen L. I haven't seen fences, but they're. There's always like ten or twelve of those kind of movies, like Fences, every year. My made problem spe- with Lobster was the made ending. specifically for uh, critics, made right, specifically right. for awards. It's vehicle pieces, obviously, because people are being nominated left right. and right. Um, and then you just like you said, just like last year, there was like forty or fifty of them, and they were all dog shit. Right. And you're just like, that movie's really bad. Why is this up for awards? And you're like, because so and so's in it, and so and so wrote it. So and so's in it. So and so, you know, directed it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's you know what, that's what movies like Fences are going to be made for. My problem with Lobster was the ending. Mm-hmm. I, they, I felt like they didn't know how to end it. They, I think most stories like that. You don't know. They had what, a lot yeah. of great ideas, yeah. and they were just like, I don't know, I don't really know what to do with them. Right. But let's just like throw them all out there and and. But make again, it's crazy. Boom, movie. boom, boom. And for a movie, it's you know a b. It's that three act or some the, uh, kind of you know system. The, Even for a weird, artsy, bizarre, you know, drug-induced movie like this, there was something that you're going to just like, okay, 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 and you can get into it. Fences and those kind of movies I'm not into. Um, I just talked to my dad, and he saw uh, uh, Argo's movie, uh, Ben uh, Affleck's movie. Live, live, and, by uh, live by Night. Yeah, and he's just like, well, uh, you know, this, that, and, you know, he liked it, but, you know, it was too violent. And I was just, have you watched it? I haven't seen okay, it. Okay, I don't really. It's one of those movies. It's not even on yeah, my yeah. list to see. Yeah. Um, and then you saw it, and you're yeah. Said the exact it. same thing that I was thinking. I'm like, yeah. it's literally a a piece just like that. It's a vehicle piece for somebody that doesn't need a vehicle piece anymore. Like he's already gotten awards. He's already gotten director. He's gotten writing. He's gotten you know these things. And you're just like, why are movies like this being? Yeah, I don't know made why anymore. I don't know why he made it. You know, I don't. And it's know, just yeah, like I it's don't. lost this shitload of money. Um, there couldn't have been like he had this passion to tell that story. I could see the passion behind Argo in the right. town, but I don't see where he's like. That's I what have. I mean. And, and he maybe just... he's just fallen into that thing of, like you say, you know, I got to make another awards piece or I got to make another, you know, box office success or I got to follow it up with something serious. I can't. I can't just do Batman. Right. I'm um, not. I'm not, ba- I'm not Batman only now. 
I need to go back to my roots. And you're just like, no, you can go do another bat. You know, do, you do what you love right. and what makes you fun yeah. or, and what you do another fun. goodwill hunting. Because even then you're just like, wow, like, at the end of the movie, hunting you're, you're, season, yeah. you know, but like, but like, you're still thinking, you're still thinking about it. And this is 20 years later. And we're still talking. Well, I think you should, I, I think everybody should do what they want and what's fun and what they love. And that will come through. Absolutely. That will show through yeah. no matter how weird, like a movie like lobster. Yeah, I clearly get they wanted to make this. They were yeah, this really is a very into strange it. This person, is, yeah, right. is a unique movie. Even though when it ends, I'm not thrilled with the end. Um, all of that passion and joy comes out. Um, I I think that's why people like part of fences. Look, I do not see in any way, shape, or form Denzel's making that movie other than any other uh, other than any reason of saying I'm going to get an award for this. That's We're what all I mean. Get that's what I mean. Like he's yeah. not sitting there going, "This needs to be told." Right. Um. All righty. So and there, there's passion there. There's a lot of people working, which is great. But at the same time, it's literally made for a very, very, very small group of people. I uh, I also saw Inferno, which is the next installment in the Da Vinci Code. I I should say I also slept through Inferno, which is the next installment of Da Vinci Code. Uh, oh, oh the, 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 the third one. Yeah, Tom Hanks, directed by Ron Howard. Uh, Did he? Directed? Yeah, yeah. Shut yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had and, no idea that he was involved yeah, with that. One. Directed by Ron Howard. I remember Tom seeing Hanks. one commercial for it. Literally I, one. Uh, Deanna wanted to watch it, and yeah. I look, Ron Howard, and I, I was wide awake, and I fell asleep, <laughs> and she shot video of me snoring. Um, so that's what I have to say about that. I also watched Jack Reacher, which I'm a fan of Tom Cruise. I did not fall asleep, but um you know it, it it's uh it's slow so and you watch stranger things <laughs> yes again all the way through. i guess not slow it's contract uh and uh and how was it again the second time around uh it was just as fun oh, the, oh you got dvds yeah. right you watched the I dvds got the side, I got the side okay system so i didn't have to do the netflix thing um but yeah i watched it all the way through it's uh the first, the, the first time only because you know it's it's new, um, it was you know, I, I thought Stranger Things was one of the best things on television last year, and the second time around, all the way through from start to finish, not like the little snippets or YouTube things or videos, uh, absolutely superb. I just think these guys were fucking brilliant. I mean, they wanted to make Stephen King's It. You can tell that it's that it's similar to that story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so n- knowing a little bit more about who made it, why they made it, that kind of stuff actually helped to me. You know, like it helped the second time around. You're like, Oh, okay. I can see that. I could see the monster comparisons. And obviously the kid, you know, the kids, I thought, you know, this is, you know, the seven, you know, this is Goonies and this is, you know, all the Spielberg movies. This is ET, all that kind of shit. But right. then you're like, Oh wow, this does go back to Stephen King. Like most of his books, most of his, you know, good books always start off with like the kids, you know, in what they, you know, their experiences or whatever. Um, but yeah, I loved it. And, uh, the cop, um, can't think of his name. If you, you know, want to bring up his name online, uh, the lead dude, uh, again, watching it the second time, absolutely superb character actor who's been in several things, law and order newsroom. Yeah. You know, he's this. a character. Um, actor. no idea what his name is, unfortunately. And I do apologize, uh, to, uh, any fans out there of his that know his name, absolutely fucking superb. So, uh, unbelievable job. David Harbour? Yeah, David Harbour. Chief Hopper. Unbelievable job. As in, watching it, watching it the second time, that, that was the one thing I really wanted to, 
you know, notice on is like take away from the kids and like the special effects. And I really watched, uh, Matthew Modine, who was absolutely superb. Um, and David Hart, it was just unbelievable performances. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So you watch stranger things. <laughs> I, I broaden my horizons. You watch something you've seen. Um, <laughs> so the SAG awards just happened. Yes. Uh, I don't, do we want to talk about stunt ensemble and emotion picture? No, I don't care. Outstanding action performance by a stunt ensemble in a motion picture. How is that even a category? What is that? Who is that for? Outstanding action performance well, for the, it's the by guild. a stunt ensemble. Hey, so the ensemble, sort of the stunt team yes. gets the award. Yes. Okay. All right. I understand. I get that. It's so, a guild. It's a guild award, remember? Yeah, this yeah, is, yeah. It's, is, it's such a weird... Like, this is the, the IATSE. You know, I, needed, I just needed to dissect the title. Yeah. I get it. Or the... the yeah. Um, Captain America Civil War, Doctor Strange, Nocturnal Animals. Were there stunts? Nocturnal It's like I don't think of it as yeah. a stunt movie. Uh, Jason Bourne. And the winner is Hacksaw Ridge. Um, <laughs> outstanding action performance by a stunt ensemble in a comedy or drama series. Last was a movie. Uh, this is TV. Westworld, Walking Dead. Uh, oh, that's what I forget to tell you. Westworld, Walking Dead, Marvel's Luke Cage, Marvel's Daredevil, and the winner, Game of Thrones. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. What did you forget to tell me? I uh, I binge-watched uh, Westworld. I don't know if you've watched Westworld. Everybody says it's great. I'm sure it's going to be great. I'm going to get to it. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm gonna, I'll it get to it. It is the craziest coolest freaking thing everybody ever. says are you watching oa oh you're oh you're not have, you don't have, have netflix i don't have netflix that's right amazing now. too yeah uh i just look i, I between podcasts no, I and vlogs oh, no 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 and all these creating and trying yeah. to yeah I, the tv yeah. time is so i uh, my dad was out of town for a week so i stayed at his uh his apartment for a couple of days mm-hmm. and he of course took all the cool screeners all the mm-hmm. movies that i hadn't seen and then we saw la la land so i just sat there i'm like I don't really care to see Passengers. I'm like, oh, what channels is he oh, Passengers was good. No, no, no. I just like, whatever. And uh, he has the pay channel, like all of them. I was like, oh, cool. I was like, start flipping around. And then I flipped by HBO On Demand. I'm like, oh, maybe I could check something out. Mm-hmm. I haven't done that. I've done the Netflix thing, of course. Well, of course, you can watch fucking everything on there. Why don't you so, just use his passwords and then you get everything? Well, I didn't think about it. That's okay. what I'm saying. I'm like, I didn't even know that he, you know, I didn't have, I didn't know that he had it. Oh, okay. So I went on there and boom, I like, oh, Westworld, pull, play, and watched every episode. I mean, I was up until four o'clock in the morning, mm. fucking glued to the TV. Mm-hmm. It's one of those kind of shows. It's so fucking good. It's so, it's like, it's literally thrilling. You were literally, it is a thriller and it is thrilling. So you're on the edge of your seat. You want to know what's going to go on. Every fucking second. Mm-hmm. Brilliant fucking directing. The editing, because you're an editor. Mm-hmm. I've heard. Yeah. You, I think you will literally shit in your pants because it's just like there's not. I don't think there's really a sequence or a scene that you're not enthralled, like you're not engaged, that you're like, oh, my God, where's this fucking going to go? Um, unbelievably writing. The whole thing. It just it's it's crazy. Because sh- like Game of Thrones and there's other shows. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're but there's, there's certain there's certain. uh uh, Game of Thrones. They talked about winter now for what, like the whole you know six years. Winter's like, coming, right? You're right. like, what the fuck is this all about? Westworld. It's like, so and so's coming, and it's just like, boom! Like in two episodes, it's in your face, and you're like, <laughs> holy shit, that's fucking awesome! Like, there's like, there's a tease, gotcha. but it's still, it still moves, and you want to know more. And the way that it ends, there's no spoiler. I'm not gonna say it. the way it ends 
is one of the best cliffhangers I've ever seen in my life when it comes to these kind of shows. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not even supposed to come out in 2017, the second season. They back, they backed it up. They've uh, done something at HBO. They're doing something with because Game, Game of Thrones. I guess wherever it's filmed, because it's filmed in America and other places, mm -hmm. they're having issues with those locations or something. Mm. Um, for whatever we, you know, for whatever reason, I don't, you know, I didn't go into it. I don't really care. But uh, it's backed up until I guess February or March of 2018. Mm. So now I'm like, fuck. Now I got to wait a fucking year, yeah. you know, to see it. But I will wait. And you just, it's one of those kind of shows. You're like, I'll wait. You know. Six months ago, I binged watched Hell on Wheels, which I love. Mm. But I was in a time frame six months ago where, like, I didn't like I didn't want to watch movies. Right. I didn't want to watch TV shows once a week. I just wanted to watch things that I could like plow through. That I could I'd spend every night three hours, four hours a night just watching. Just the watching same thing. them. Yeah. And today I'm in a time frame of like, okay, how much time do I have? Yeah. Do I have 10 minutes for YouTube, right. 30 minutes for the Big Bang Theory, or two hours for a movie? Right. Uh, and, of course, because it was Oscar season, we carved out a lot of two-hour slots for Jesus. movies. Um, you've, watched yeah, I think I, you've watched like 60 movies or something. Uh, I think it's, well, Oscar screeners alone, I think, is about 54, 55 out of Ooh. the 73. Um, That's crazy. The uh, adding other movies in there right. over the past couple of months is definitely up into, I don't know, 80 movies, 70, 80 movies. Um, which is insanely so much because, like, I watched The Secret Life of Pets and Jack Reacher and, um, you know, Mike and Dave Get Wedding well, you, Dates. You fell asleep in Inferno. So. I, I uh, didn't actually watch that. I sat there for two <laughs> hours, though, or lied there for two hours. Um, all right, back on yeah, to uh, Outstanding Performance by a Female Actor in a Television Movie or Limited Series. Uh, the nominees were uh, Bryce Dallas Howard for Black Mirror, Felicity Huffman, American Crime. Uh, Audra McDonald, Lady Day at Emperor's Ball and Grill, <laughs> Kelly Washington for confirmation, and the winner was Sarah Paulson for The People versus o Oh, excuse the burp. The People versus O.J. Simpson, American Crime Story. Um, male actor in a television or movie, uh, uh, movie limited or limited series. Male actor in a television movie or limited series. So TV male actor. Um, <laughs> Uh, the winner is Brian Cranston all the way. Um, <laughs> let's see. Female actor in a company. Mm. Why are they called actresses anymore? What happened to that? Female actor. Seriously, it's been like 20 years, dude. No, it hasn't. It's only yeah. been like five or six that like they stopped no. calling them actresses. I know. It's really strange. I wonder where that. When did that. Somebody fucking go said away? something. Uh, outstanding perform. Like, are we going to stop calling them women too? We're just going to call everybody men? Um, outstanding no, performance. They're, they're, they're female human beings. I don't understand and male why, what's wrong beings. with actress. Um, I'm not really sure why. I don't know either. Yeah. It just kind of went away. Female actor in a comedy series uh, is. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Julia Louise Dreyfus for Veep. Um, oh, and she made a great speech. Did she? Yeah, that was pretty funny. Probably political. Very. Uh, male actor in a comedy series. Uh, ooh, William H Macy beat out Ty Burrell from Modern Family. Yeah, uh, Macy is and he awesome. actually he actually said something about it too. So about Ty? Yeah. Oh, Ty is a couple. Ty is awesome. Ty is awesome. <laughs> um, you know what? You know what? Ty was in that I still think he did an amazing job and what? better than the television show. Huh. The remake of Dawn of the Dead. He stole the movie. That's, I think that's probably where he got his career out of the Law and Order serious stuff. Uh -huh. He went and made Dawn of the Dead, and he was like the sarcastic fucking prick. Mm -hmm. And boom, 
he like his career literally like two years later he was on that that's how he got modern, modern family probably. i don't know like whatever but it was like everybody's know. talking about the remake and you're like he's so good uh yeah we need to get this guy in here and see if he can be like the sarcastic dad he's so and good. boom he's, oh he's so good um i've never watched the, the full episode you don't watch modern family oh it's so good no it's not why why don't you like you're, modern you're brainwashed oh Modern Family is... I, I did not laugh in the 20 minutes of two... I watched two episodes. One was about 15 minutes, and the other was about 20 minutes of it. Didn't laugh once, so I gave up. Not wow. one giggle. Uh, by any chance, was it was one no of idea. them the pilot with <laughs> The Lion King? No. Okay. No. Um, all right. Uh, and, and the same with The Middle. Uh, my sister, my mom, and my <laughs> grandmother love The Middle. Fucking brick. It, it, <laughs> I don't get it. I was just like, and it's funny that you enjoy it because you don't have kids. Like they, Axel, they always Sue, look at me like, Rick. "Oh, you're not going to understand this because you don't have kids." I'm like, "I'm glad I don't have kids," but uh, I still don't understand some of these jokes, and I just didn't. get I uh, I started watching the middle because it was a show Deanna had no interest in, and uh, I don't know if it was recorded accident. I don't know how, but um, for some reason, I was I just started watching it, and the kids are just so. No, awesome. oh, dude. Um, I have the to close, first I have to one that doors. I fell in love yeah. with was Brick, the little boy who like is, <laughs> he'll be talking to you and be talking about his show. The middle, and then go back. To yeah, fuck, and they named it Brick, <laughs> like so on the nose, like it's just a lump of bricks. Uh, and then I fell in love with Sue, particularly after I found out that Sue is like. 25 years old and then college playing this 14 year old oh oh, oh yeah because yeah, i was like yeah, who yeah. what captivated yeah, me about yeah, sue was how does this 14 year old be a dorky 14 year old so good 14 year old girl who's so Im- girls are so image conscious especially at that right. age i'm like how does this 14 year old girl deal with her straight life or regular life by playing this amazing dorky 14 year old girl how does she pull it off and then you realize she's 25 and it's her maturity level right that allows her yeah and yeah. she looks like she could be for at that point like 14 right. now sue's in college so she's 19 she's playing a 19 year old or whatever um so she's almost getting into her real age yeah That's well no yeah. no because now she she's like 30 um but i just was mind blown by how great sue was and the last one that i fell in love with was axel the older brother and and they're so good plus uh patricia <clears throat> patricia heaton mm. who uh is a holy roller uh in real life but oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. does not come out in the show at all that is not forced out in the show which is pretty awesome um, and she is just got this great charismatic sex appeal that, um, like you just, you're in love with Patricia Heaton and then a father is awesome. Middle's great. Um, but so is modern family anyway. No, um, female actor in yeah. a drama series. Uh, the winner went, Oh, she beat out Winona Ryder in stranger things. Robin Wright in house of cards. Yeah. Faded Fatty Newton in uh, the Westworld and Millie Bobby Brown in Stranger Things. The award went to Claire Foy of The Crown. Whatever. Um, the Crown actually got a few. I don't. I didn't. Yeah, it's I don't British. Know. John Lithgow got some award for it too, which is kind of funny. Ensemble uh, in a comedy series was Big Bang Theory, which should have won. Blackish, which I don't watch, but looks pretty good. Modern Family, which should have won. Uh, Veep, which I've seen, but like you, I didn't laugh at. 
And the winner was Orange is the New Black, which is not a very good show, and I don't know why it's not very like comedy like. They have snippets here and snarkiness, yeah. but it's I. It's a weird. I mean, I li- I like the first two seasons. I haven't. I watched. like the first season. Yeah, the first I season was it. gritty, and this girl was scary. Right. And the second season was like, oh yeah, it's fun to be in prison with girls. Right. No, it's not. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The first season at the end, when that girl dropped her pants and to pee on the floor to claim that oh, the, oh, blonde, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the blonde belonged to her, right. I was like, this is fucked up. Yeah. And then season two is like, oh, let's all do our makeup. Oh my god, like prison's yeah. great. And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, I. I and uh, Veep, eerily similar to the show Seinfeld, which she, of course, was sure. on. I like all the other characters on except Veep. Except for her. Except for her. Uh-huh. So, like, anytime she's on, like, I just don't get, and, like, I don't really care. But it's, you know, it's all the people behind the scenes, and it's all the people kind of make fun of her, mm-hmm. like, when she's not around, or it's, like, literally just talk shit about her, or, you know, whatever. Fucking hysterical. When she's on, it just kills the show, and I'm like, I, I stopped watching the show. I was mm-hmm. just like... Wow, I do not care about her at all. Mm. Can't I can't watch this anymore. I watched a few episodes and just didn't think it was funny. Nah. Um, male actor in a drama series, uh, some dude for This Is Us, <laughs> Peter Dinklage for Game of Thrones. There's your winner. He should have won. Uh, Rami Malek for Mr. Robot. Don't watch it, but it's also on my list. Kevin Spacey for House of Cards. He's awesome, but you know. And the recipient <laughs> went to John Lithgow for The oh, Crown, which I've never seen. Uh, ensemble in a drama series, Crown, Downton Abbey. I don't understand what really goes on with Peter Dinklage. I mean, he's had a very good career. I'm not going to take that away from him. But he's so fucking good at Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I mean, he plays that character kind of perfectly. Right. I don't know how they wrote it or they directed or whatever. He fucking steals shows. Like, when he's he's on, he, he commands the scene. Totally. And you're like, there'd be naked people around. Like, even like it the orgy matter. scenes. No, yeah. but it's funny. There's like naked, they're like, there's boobs and, you, it's know, all about the you know, whatever. And like, and he'll like walk into the scene or whatever. And you're like, you're, you're glued on him. He's that kind of, mm-hmm. he's so charismatic, funny, good, cr- scary. Cause he's kind of like a little fucking creep. He killed it in the station agent. He killed no, it. No, in yeah, death but it's just funeral. like, but it's just like, it's so many things. And you're just like, I, and it has nothing to do with his size. It has nothing to do with any. Any form of like uh, sympathy looking at him or, you know, whatever, which some people probably will. I just like, I got into Game of Thrones for a few reasons. He literally was the number one reason. Like, I like that and I like the special effects with the dragons. Mm-hmm. And that kind of just drew me in. I'm like, ooh, more dragons. And they're like, mm-hmm. well, not enough dragons. That's fine. That's good. Because then you just, you know, it'll, it'll hurt the, you know, hurt the show. Uh, but he'll, he'll just fucking kill a scene or he'll kill a, a storyline and you're like, Holy fuck! I can watch this whole show just because of him. Right. They need to put him in more. Yeah, and then it's just like he did get more, and he totally. did get more, and uh, they'll be having. A... He needs to conquer Daenerys. Well, he needs. Yeah, but it's just yeah, <laughs> it's going to be like really weird to see like you know what happens yeah, this see. next season or whatever. But yeah, he's he's ridiculously good. Um, Westworld, and then the winner uh, for ensemble in a drama series was Stranger Things. Yeah, it was beautiful. Uh, the cast went absolute fucking ape shit. I'm crazy. sure they did. They're oh, it was hilarious. Kids, it yeah. was hilarious and it was funny and it was just like it almost made you cheer up because it was just like you see that joy in winning an award, but then mm-hmm. you're like, holy crap! Look at the, the the other shows that they're against, and this was literally like a show like Netflix bought it just for the hell of it. They were going to put it on. They did not advertise. Nobody cared, and it's the second highest rated show in the history of Netflix. And you're like, 
obviously people liked it. People um, enjoyed it. People are rewatching it like fucking crazy, and the word of mouth about it is It's a good. good show, but as far as outstanding performance by an ensemble. Yeah, everybody in it's good. I just watch it again. So that's you the think thing. you think it was it's justified over Westworld, Game of Thrones, and Downton Abbey? I've never watched the Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey is solidly amazing. Yeah. Um, oh, but there's so been good. enough British awards. Fuck but, them. Uh, but still, no, I mean, I that's a that's a yeah. rough category there. I can see why Stranger Things won because so many people like the show. But when I narrow I think it down, also the to word just, of mouth. I think really, when I narrow it down to, to an ins, uh, out performance by an ensemble, like I I haven't seen Westworld, but I know it kills it. Oh, the Jesus ensemble Christ. in Game of Thrones is amazing. Well, Game of Thrones is kind of like they the, Game the of Thrones ensemble is, is like eight hundred. Yeah, that's people. The, I think that's the problem. I think that's the problem. They couldn't so afford was, to make enough Emmys, so they probably, couldn't win. <laughs> Game of Thrones uh, no, can't SAG Awards. Win. SAG Awards. <laughs> but uh, I think that's like always been the issue with Game of Thrones. Seriously. like you, it, it, There's so much, and it's so good. But then you sit there, and you're like, well, each episode, it's a, it's a movie. And each episode costs like $30 million yeah. to make. So other shows were like, you know, Stranger Things costs like $12 to make. You're right. like, holy shit. They made this fucking amazing eight-episode, you know, whatever. Um, and same with like even like House of Cards. I mean, House of Cards. It's like you know that first season came out of Kevin Spacey's pocket. Right. You know, he's just like, I love this idea. Let's run with it and see what happens. People might get into it. People might not get into it. Biggest fucking hit ever mm-hmm. on you know that you know Netflix, whatever you call it. It was now. yeah before um, um, before or a Stranger Things came about. Well, that's the thing. I mean, but it's yeah. like uh, on repeat views or you know however they fucking log the stuff in. House of Cards is still number one. Mm. But you're just like, Stranger Things is... Uh, I think Stranger Things 2, whenever that comes out this year, will probably break you know, records. And, and it'll come, it also comes down to... The problem here and the issue here is House of Cards 2 is phenomenal. Yeah. House of Cards 3 is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, uh, True Detective 2 is dog shit. Yeah. So we don't know where Stranger Things is going to end up. Absolutely. Season 2 of Orange is the New Black is dog shit. Right. Uh, so that finishes off. But, but again, it's like uh, for House of Cards, it'll come out in May. It's like May 17th yeah. or whatever. They'll uh, they'll have 15 million people, you know, get uh, the month pass or whatever just for May. Yeah, speaking. So, that, so I mean, that's the other thing about how powerful that show is when you're like, we will literally just get Netflix for one month for one show to watch the show. Um, and that's crazy talk. As I was as I was saying earlier with my television watching or my entertainment watching needs, uh I was binge watching things and I, there was a point recently where I would rather have never watched walking dead so I can binge watch it all at once. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And now I'm thankful that I just have to set aside an hour a week and like that, cause that I don't have to binge watch it and better call Saul like time wise. I'm like, thank God God, it's just an hour a week. And I'm dreading, like, what am I going to do in May that I have to fucking now set aside eight hours to watch House of Cards? Where am I going to find eight hours to watch House of Cards? House of Cards, like the second season, like, I don't even remember when I started it or ended it. But, I like, I watched it, you know, twice that week because it was just so good. You're like, you, you the first time you watch it, of course, for the story and, like, what's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. And then you watch it, like, that second time because you're just like, this is too good for, tel- like, this is too good. Like right. there's something well, it's, going it's on there. Devin, David Fincher. Yeah, but but like so. his whole crew, like the way it's right. made, the way it's designed, like everything. You're like, this is almost too good. And I think that's the other problem with you know the 
quote unquote problem with it when it comes to awards. Well, so it's the, the same with it's the same with shows like Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad. Breaking These Bad. are too good yeah. for TV. Yeah, like and Breaking Bad was the Breaking re- Bad like revival they were just, of television. They're like just throwing awards at it, but then you watch the repeats. Like AMC, you know, had like the whole the whole thing, you know, mm-hmm. again playing. And like you even said, how could you just you know show up in season three on episode four or whatever? And you're like, because it's Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Like I can literally like it's so fucking good and it's so memorable. You could jump in on season three, episode four, and if you'd seen the show, right, you're you'll know where it's at, and you just you, uh, I'm gonna pick it up for the ride for a couple of hours. All right, that's the end of television. Now we're into yeah. movies. Uh, female actor in a supporting role, outstanding mm-hmm. performance by a female actor in a supporting role. Uh, Michelle Williams, Manchester by the Sea, no way. Octavia Spencer for Hidden Figures, solid movie. I don't know that her performance was that great. She's great, but yeah. I don't know that it's that stunning. Naomi Harris for Moonlight, um, good movie. I don't know that she was. Nicole Kidman for Lion, you thought she was going to get it. Uh, and the recipient went to Viola Davis for yeah. Fences. As I said, terrible movie. She killed it. I I can't complain there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't recommend anybody see it, but... <laughs> Uh, uh, go out and watch Lion. Watch uh, Nicole Kidman and Lion. Much better. Watch well, Moonlight. Much better. Uh, absolutely. Watch Hidden Figures. Forget about Manchester. When, when it comes to when it comes to women in film, when it comes to women story, like a like a story about women or whatever, Hidden Figures has to be in the, like the top five. Oh, totally. totally. Like it, it has to be up there with, like, up there with the help and, and the help and like um, it, it. It comes down know, to Stella got her groove back. Yeah. Why am I just naming black movies? Uh, yeah. Thelma and Louise. Yeah. But like when you when you're in the mood, like if somebody's just like you know I'm in the mood for such Tomb and such, Raider. yeah, no. But like if I'm in Chick the mood for ass, man. I'm in the mood for such and such. Hey, don't discount Tomb Raider. That is they're remaking the, it. Okay, okay, fine. But that is the first movie where we had a comic, a female comic book hero really taking over, really kicking ass. Like she drove that franchise. Um, so don't discount it. That's pretty good. Um. I saw it. It was enjoyable. Male was actor in a supporting role. Uh, Dev Patel in Lion. I don't understand how that was supporting, but um, Lucas. I don't either, because he's, he's in half the movie, yeah, so maybe they he's just threw that in there. Actor. to get. You know. But that's what he's that's what he's been nominated yeah. for. Uh, Lucas Hedges for Manchester by the Sea. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Hugh Grant. And I don't understand that one at all, uh, unfortunately. Like, I don't under, you know, I, 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 I see any kid being able to do that role. Like, no offense to that kid. He was I agree. really good. It's not like a memory, like yeah, I agree. Like any kid, any fifteen to twenty year old kid or whatever could have gone in there and done that role. Um, so I agree. Hugh Grant for Florence Foster yeah, Jenkins. Didn't see it. He was. I love Hugh Grant. He was just Hugh Grant. Uh, the person who should have been nominated for that movie was Simon Helberg, yeah, who killed it. Yeah. As I mean, he supported that movie. Um, and Jeff Bridges for Hell or High Water, which was he's awesome in Hell or High Water. And uh, we predicted that he would win the Oscar, but the winner of the SAG Award went to Mahashala Ali for yeah. Moonlight. A solid performance by him. I wouldn't. Yeah, he's good. Uh, Moonlight's good. Um, female actor in a leading role. The nominees were Amy Adams for Arrival. Nothing special. Like I don't really understand that one. I love Amy. When it comes she to nocturnal give it to animals, nocturnal. I mean, yeah. Uh, Emily Blunt for the girl on the train. I haven't seen that yet, but uh, she's really good. That's a pretty solid piece. I had suggested that over Inferno. Indiana went with Inferno. Um, 
Natalie Portman for Jackie doesn't even belong there. There's a, a brief part of me that thinks that Natalie Portman should never be allowed to act again because she took <laughs> Jackie. I just I love Natalie Portman. And I know there are people who like Jackie. I'm still waiting for uh, them to make the professional, too. I'm getting uh, sick and tired of this bullshit. Meryl Streep for Florence Foster Jenkins. No way, no how did she deserve it. Um, I don't yet. Well, whatever. she had to be nominated because she was in a movie. And uh, the winner went a, to Emma Stone for La La Land. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally can be on board with that. Um, uh, outstanding performance by a male actor in a leading role. Uh, nominees were Casey Affleck in Manchester by the Sea. Uh, he really pulled out all the stops. Uh, being from Boston and playing a guy from Boston. <laughs> and, uh, you know walking around as he has in his previous movies and just kind of been like an aw shucks dumpy guy. I could totally see why he was nominated here. Absolutely an outstanding performance by Casey Affleck. And I feel bad because in real life, I think I like Casey's work. I, I, I love Ben and I love his brother Casey. I, but come on. I mean, it's exactly what I said about the movie. Like it's when like nominating movie, a snail for being a snail in a movie about snails. Yep. Like, they're it from Boston. Yeah. What is the poll here? This movie and where's again, the third act? Make a third act again in that movie. Anybody could have done that role. Anybody could. We have had been to be from Boston. Williams. No, but like any. No, I mean, come on. How many Brits and Australians are fucking doing? Well, that's this true. You had to be from Boston or Australia. That's <laughs> the requirement. But like, it's it's one of those it's it, it's one of those movies that you just like yeah because it's so. The, the story or whatever is so like so intentional. You're like, great, but anybody could have made that. Anybody could have been in those roles. Anybody. I don't uh, care. I don't care who you are. Um, not one. Maybe thing. I should make a shitty drama. I should just, you know. But you have to have some kind key. of horrific story of like, you know, just, yeah, just you, you know, get, get drunk, go to the store yeah. and you come back and you're, you know, you killed your kids. Uh, oh, my God. Spoiler. Marilyn in, in no. a male actor in a leading role. So Casey Affleck, Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge. Solid performance. I don't know that it, you know. Uh, Ryan Gosling for La La Land. Uh, come on. He was awesome. He played, a, it was, he played the piano. It. Do you know that? No, it's all him. Yeah. All the piano work is yeah. him. I did not know that. Yeah. I was surprised when I found that out. I, I'm so impressed. I loved him before. I loved him more now. The guy plays piano. Now he's, he's, what he's, chick he's doesn't a bigger swoon? fucking He's a bigger fucking asshole because he can exactly. even do this shit now. Him playing the piano shirtless. Yeah. What girl doesn't want that? Oh, my God. What do I or, say? Or a guy like you. I used to. It used to be in a world where I just had to compare myself to the shirt, shirtless Ryan Reynolds. Now yeah, yeah. it's the shirtless Ryan Gosling playing piano. Right. Come on, I stand yeah. no chance. I'm, 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 the women should just line up. Uh, Vigo yeah. Mortensen for Captain Fantastic, and the winner went to Denzel Washington for Fences. Mm-hmm. And you know where I stand on that. Yeah. Uh, no way, no how. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture. The uh, nominees were Captain Fantastic, Fences, Manchester by the Sea, Moonlight, and the winner was Hidden Figures. Absolutely. You know, Not of that, that group, yeah. Uh, cast in a performance, yeah. That they're, Those women were solid with each mm. other. Even when you start including, I mean, you include the entire cast. Um, like I said, Kristen, it's... it's- Kristen Dunst and Kevin Costner, solid, solid, solid. One of the few, like I said, one one of the few films directing and writing at everything that I actually enjoyed Kevin Costner. Um, So that right there tells you, you know, he he must have been behind it 100%. Yeah, and that movie, as far as ensemble, is way better than the rest of the noms that are there. 
uh, Moonlight. I mean, Moonlight might be a, a strong second. Manchester by the Sea doesn't even belong. I don't understand. I don't like what I don't get it. Uh, Fences and Captain Fantastic. Um, like I, I can tell, I understand why Fences was there. We talked about it. You know, African American Denzel's directing play. Moonlight is, uh, is you you haven't seen it yet. It's solid. Everybody should see it. Uh, Captain Fantastic. I get it. I mean, it was you know it was quirky. It was there, but Manchester by the Sea. I don't know what people are smoking. I, just, I don't understand it at all. I, I honestly, like I said, it's just like even when I saw it, I'm like, it's you know, it's a solid story. Um, but anybody anybody could have been in it. What's well, a solid story without an ending? Well, they, well, yeah. I'm just, but I'm just saying. It's just like it's you know, I don't know. It is what it is because it's it's it, it it is right there. What we've been talking about, you know, this time and even last year, it's a vehicle piece, and I don't understand these kind of films. I just don't understand. Like you said, fences. You know, it's made for a very specific reason. Um, but then you see Nocturnal Animals, and you're like, that's a vehicle piece for Amy and for Jake. And Jake has it. He's not even been in fucking discussions. No. You know, yet again. And you're like, what the fuck does that guy have to do? He even played a gay guy on a mountain. Yeah. And he still didn't With get. With Anne Hathaway boobs. You know, right? and he still <laughs> didn't get anything because Heath Ledger and Anne Hathaway and then Michelle Williams stole that movie. And you're just like, what the fuck? You know, it's like, what did he do? What happens? What's going on? He's John Cusack, right? The guy, Pro- yeah, the guy who's in everything and never pretty gets much. nominated, yeah. never gets yeah. recognized for any yeah, of it. Absolutely. And you just like sit there and you're like, I don't understand what happened with Nocturnal Animals. I don't understand what's going like even t- like the director, yeah, brilliantly direct like yeah. all across the board. And uh tough story. You know, a tough story mm-hmm. and a love story, uh drama and comedy. I mean, it's got a little bit of everything and you're just like, I don't get it. I don't know how it's missed. I, I, I don't, don't know understand. how it's missed. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and to compare it to a movie like Manchester by the Sea. And this award show, but even like the you know Academy Awards, it's like five or six nominations, and you're like, I don't understand what they saw. I don't understand like is what it pe- missed because of Arrival? Is there only going to be one Amy Adams movie, and that came out sooner? And Could is be. that why it's missed? Yeah, um, I don't know. Passengers is a way better movie than Arrival if you're going to watch space movies. Uh, I liked Passengers. I, I don't know why anybody would hate it. Uh, like I said, I'll get to it. I mean, it's one of those. It's you know, fun, meh. love story, space, entertaining. I mean, Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt. Yeah. Uh, you know the fucking Guardians. I don't know what. Galaxy. I don't know what. Ha- yeah, it's, I don't know. With, with the two good of looking them, cast. I mean, with the two of them, uh, it's rather bizarre that it lost money. I mean, it just you know, it's really it's one of those I, head scratchers. Like I haven't seen the movie. I don't know, but that tells you right there. Like I. The, the trailers didn't draw me in. The, you know, the commercials, there hasn't been a very strong word of mouth. I, so, I, don't, I guess, I don't know. I don't know. I have no clue. It's a good movie. Yeah. Good, solid movie. So uh, so what else, man? That's the SAG Awards. We've uh, we've covered politics, weather, entertainment. <laughs> um, we've uh, covered everything in our newscast here. The Super Bowl is Sunday, but I don't really give a shit. The and... Super Bowl is this Sunday? See, I'm not even up on yeah, that. No. I don't even know. That's what I was told by the it, Bud Light commercial. Oh, it's the first Sunday uh, in February now. So, yeah, yeah it is this And uh, when is the Academy Awards? It's March? April? March. I, March. I don't know. Sometime um, in March. Yeah, because my dad hasn't voted yet. Or he turned in his vote. Maybe this week or next week. Oscar date 2017. Um, February 26th. Sunday, oh, okay. February 26th. So we're like three, week, three weeks away from the Oscars. Well, then we're going to have to do something that night. We, we might actually have to watch it and do like a live... 
You you, you just you gave me to, like a very strange face. You, well, you used to get together with your dad and your sister. Yeah, we we rarely do that. I don't understand. Oh. Like we make plans and it all fucking falls apart. Oh. But so I have no idea. So I have no idea what's going on. We watch the Oscars and I think fast be, forward. I think because uh, yeah, I think because the last few years. It's been down to like one or two movies. It hasn't been really that "quote unquote" exciting or mm. whatever. Uh, I think this year is a little more exciting, even though I personally think La La Land deserves to win fucking everything that they're yeah. nominated for. Um, but uh, yeah, last few years, you know, the movies haven't been fantastic, and you just sit there and you're like, yeah, it has to be that movie. So it's just like it has to be that movie or that movie. I don't really care. I don't. I, think, s- I don't see so. this year's Oscars as being. No, no, no. I'm saying the last either. few, like, like the last four or five. Yeah, but this year I don't see it as being very exciting. I mean. There's, well, I don't know. There's not going to be any. I don't think there'll be any. Look, even even if they don't pick who I think will win in the category, it's not like a tremendous upset. Like if Casey Affleck wins for best actor and Meryl Streep wins for best actress, I don't think either one of them should win in those categories. I'd be like, well, whatever. I mean, I'm not passionate about it. No, no. Like I'm just like neither one should have no. won. If Fences gets Picture of the Year, I'd. I mean, I, I guess that would definitely shock me over La right. La Land. Um, but uh, but whatever. It's a bunch of rich people giving a golden statue to a bunch of other rich people. <laughs> what the fuck do I care? No, it's not. It's uh, it's amusing. That's why I watch it. I have a vlog I where like, I, I hold like, an Oscar. I like... I enjoy award shows because... Uh, the dresses? The outfits? Yeah, the dresses. I'm all about the dresses. Who wore it better? No. Um, I like award shows uh, to a point, like you said. Uh, definitely fast forward most of them. Um, I just like the Academy Awards only because just sometimes it's old Hollywood, you know, right? Ridiculous amounts of commercials and uh, song numbers that don't make any sense. They have anything to do with the actual show, you know? And right. And then, then when it comes to Emmys, that's when the rich people give out rich people awards, and like the Oscars will get nominated, and you're like. It was a five-hour and ten-minute show. It should have been three hours, you know, it's, or you know, whatever. You're like, how is that up for best show? How is that up for best produ- you know producer? Um, it doesn't. But I don't know. I've like I've always liked the Oscars. I've I'll tell you, what, it. it doesn't bother me that the Oscars is long. It doesn't bother me that uh, people give these long speeches. Yeah. What bothers me about the Oscars is the music. That's yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I like the La La Land song music played an important role in film in the past and music today is important to movies a musical score can mm-hmm. change a movie i mean we can oh, go yeah. ch, 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 you know a musical i mean that goes i i pull that out because that's the lowest of the low of like horror movies but people know what that is like friday the Nominate, 13th. not even nominated uh, not even nominated um but, you know, I mean, it, music can, can affect... Obviously, it plays a part in La La Land, but it plays a part in everything. Yeah. I'm not discounting music. But there are... We're in a day... We're in a time where there are award shows for music. Um, That's still it fucking does, up. I do not need to see the five songs performed. I yeah. don't need Adele to come out. It's I fast-forward through every single one of them. Yeah. I... It's it's funny because like I'll watch like uh, and I take this from my sister actually I'll watch like the first twenty or thirty seconds yeah and then fast forward or just hit mute and go do whatever because you know it's like oh there's about another three or four minutes yeah and get a commercial break um, yeah th- those those kind of things I don't really have the care host for. come out and do you know make us laugh and do yeah. some bits and entertain yeah. and act and 
um, you know, bring it, let the performers talk more and, yeah. and what I fine. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. It's just, I don't, it yeah. just doesn't Cause, belong cause there it, anymore. Cause it's also, if you really the award for best song, I'm fine. Right. I just don't need to see it perform. And, and you also sit down and look at like the actual, like the performance or whatever. And generally speaking, I would say, you know, percentage wise, maybe 80% of them are overdone or just, you know, bad or you don't really care. Um, but it, it's, it's a big commercial. Here's the thing. You know, it's like it's Well, the the reason the music you know, performances are there is for is so the Oscars can be nominated for an Emmy. Because no, yeah. that is really yeah. what gets directed. Yeah. The the opening sequence and those music performances right. and then that's worthy of a nom- you can't get nominated because you stayed on camera A for Denzel's acceptance speech. Right. I mean, what is that? <laughs> but here's the thing is the Oscars is about motion pictures. You spend 15 to 20 minutes of it listening to the entire song, five different songs or whatever is nominated. Meanwhile, there is a nomination for Best Picture, and you get to see maybe 20 seconds of clips of that. There's a nomination for Best Performances, and you get to see 20 seconds of that. Why aren't we watching three-minute segments of each of the... Uh, Absolutely. Supporting actresses, the actors, the uh, best actor, Excuse actress, me. and the so Excuse yeah, me, you they're know actor, they're actors by females or actors. Yeah, support. Yeah, whatever in a female category. But if you have five in each category, that's twenty five. And if you give three minutes to each, that just uh, became seventy five minutes. Is my math right? Um, yeah, yeah, seventy five minutes is would be dedicated to watching each one of those, and it would be boring as hell. And that's why there shouldn't be music there, yeah. because it's not for yeah. the rest of it. Um, also, I don't understand this always about the Oscars is who are they going to miss from the in memoriam this year? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Like, do you not have Google? Yeah. Like, there are plenty of lists of people who yeah. died. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be a busy year. This is going to be. It's going to be a busy year, but I'm not. 2016 really fucking sucked. Like two years ago, they left out Sarah, who died on the train tracks. Slates for Sarah, the uh, the um, PA who was killed on that Almond Brothers movie, which is never going to see the light of day or be released. But like Sarah's death changed the industry legally and caused movies. Uh, people, all productions had changed their slates. It became slate for for Sarah, their clap slates. It affected the industry, and Sarah was left out of the in memoriam. How? Google. No, you know why? I don't know why. Because they actually have certain dates for the in memoriam. This is what I was been told. If you read the rules and regulations, it's date A to date B. That's when they set it up, and you're like, that's really fucking dumb. That because the, the date B should be three days before the Oscars. Right, because you just like today's technology. You can do ninety percent of that edit and add any last minutes absolutely. three days before. Right, and if you, you're not if showing, someone died the night before, right, then the, then the host up. can come out. But the, and but say, the name can put go the up. name up. Put something. Yeah, but you just sit there and you're like, okay, this isn't the fifties anymore. Where we're getting right, our news. We do, we're right. getting our news from you know so and so from two months Tin ago. Tin cans and a string. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, like Brad Renfro kills himself, supposedly, or you know, a tragic you know happened there, and nothing was said about anything, you know, that year. And then I looked over, you know, at my dad. I'm like, what the hell? And he's just like, what? I'm like, that was missing a couple of people, and we both like we went online. We you know got on the computer and we started reading the rules about that and i'm like 
that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So it's like the year is January 1st to December 31st. That's the awards. Right. But the deaths or whatever is like January 4th or something to like, I'm not even kidding you, like September 25th. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't make any fucking sense. And you're like, so that's not even the whole fucking year. <laughs> There's three. Months it's, it's, there's 365 script. days, but the fucking award, you know, thing or whatever is off. You know, I don't know how long. It, I mean, it could be. You know, the it's not the whole 12 months, and it's not the 12 months based on the year of that award show. So the award show is 2016. You know, this, the coming up, but it's gonna. You know, it's just really, really messed up. And you just sit there and you're like, that doesn't make any sense. And you're like, oh, these things were made 40 or 50 years ago. This has not been updated. This has not been upgraded. This is not, you know, it doesn't make any sense because people like yourself who can get on a computer of almost any kind and type in someone's name and put it up on a big screen, it takes all of about seven seconds for somebody like you. I think I could probably figure it out in a few minutes. Why the fuck would it take a year to put someone's, you know, because they died on the wrong date, you know, or whatever, or, uh, you know, and you're like, obviously... They're not going to put down every single person in the entertainment industry that passed away because they would be there for 45 minutes. You know, that's the other thing. It's going to be X amount of people. It's going to be X amount of, you know, name recognition. But still, like you said, it's when things are changed in the industry because of somebody, that should be the forefront. That shouldn't be, like you said, forgotten or, you know, whatever. Because, like, that's just it's just dumb. Like, when people, you know, when... For stuntmen, you know, I, I live next door to a stuntman. Mm-hmm. There's new rules and regulations every few years. That that guild, that you know, their group or whatever, they're very fucking strong. They are unbelievably strong uh, for a reason. It's not just their lives; it's their livelihoods. It's they could break a foot and never walk again, and then boom, they are completely out of work forever. Mm-hmm. You know, so like there's certain things, but you're just like. Yeah, this is pretty powerful in memoriam. I mean, it's a powerful segment of this award show that other award shows have stolen from over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's come down to this, and they, you know, they do mess it up every once in a while. Wow, that was really loud in my ears here. <laughs> oh, wow. I felt like I needed to utilize the sound effect. Um, what, did it shut me up? Or are you trying to? Edit no, me? I just, no, I'm just I I have yeah. all these sound effects and yes. I never I never. Use I know them. I get one clap and now I get yeah. Pac Man in my brain. In my brain. Whoa. Hello. What is that one? That's a uh, Mar- Super Mario Brothers That's coin. Super Mario, yeah. Coins. Hey, you want to you want to play? Uh, I don't do I don't do video games. I'll give you the so easy one. I don't remember. I don't know all these sounds. Oh, I know. Well, I know that. One. Yes, Martin's talking, so shut him up. So we'll put him on here. No, that would be when I ask a question, which I haven't, I haven't asked in a long time. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> you know what it is? Uh, TV show, famous TV show. I don't know. It's Price is Right. Price is Right. Um, yeah. Gong Show. <laughs> Family Feud. <laughs> Family Feud. Uh, let's see. Oh my god, that's funny. Um, but see, like right there, what are you doing right now? You literally turned like I'm watching you. I'm not, I'm talking to the audience here. You literally you hit a button right. and it went to this screen. Right. But it takes some other fucking person a year to put up someone's name for an immemorial. Oh, and you're like, that is just fucking dumb. Rockin' and rolling ru- whatnot. And rude to the family. It's like disrespectful. Rude. Rockin' and rolling whatnot. Rockin' and rolling whatnot. Very disrespectful. Kind of like what you're doing right now. <laughs> 
Do you know what that is? Rockin' and rollin' no. and whatnot. Really? It's Grease. Rockin' and rollin' and whatnot. Oh, okay. Um, how about here? You should get this one. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. <laughs> what is what it? Is Tropic Thunder. <laughs> Tropic Thunder, yeah. I just watched that again the other day. Holy shit, dude. This is a great movie. Oh, my God. Big Hands. Wow. You know the Big Hands story, just right? Just so fucking funny. So Ben Stiller met with Tom Cruise to discuss uh, Tom mm. Cruise being in Tropic Thunder. And, and Ben tells a story amazingly. I'm sure yeah. you can Google it and find it. And Ben's like, he's sitting there with Tom Cruise. And, he, you know, this is, this is the first time he's met Tom Cruise. Right. Like, yeah. this is, it's Tom Cruise. Like, um, and especially at that time because it was like 10 years ago. And- I am not a Trump fan, but I would have lunch with Donald Trump. I would, I not would for meet less than a hundred thousand dollars. I would now. meet the guy. Like I would be like, I am not a George Bush fan, but I would go to an event if I could meet. My him. dad did a couple of those. Absolutely. No. Like so, really think about that. Like it's Tom Cruise. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So Ben Stiller is sitting down with Tom Cruise, and he's like, in the middle of it, Tom lifts up his hands and he looks at his hands and he goes big hands and ben's like what the character should have big hands and sure enough when you watch tropic yeah. thunder tom cruise has prosthetics to have these big hands and ben's like what, whatever you want tom <laughs> whatever makes it work um to get you in the movie yeah, we'll do I don't know if almost knows. whatever i found a cure for the plague of the 20th century and now i've lost it. medicine man i found a cure for the plague of the 20th century and now i've lost it horrible movie but yeah it was a good time. oh this it is it's not a good movie but uh yeah and everybody got nom- like talking about a nomination but you know best it's like living with a six-year-old Ooh, i don't know that one it's like living what? with a six-year-old no the sound is like i mean it's like it's Do you definite. know the actor it's like living with Steve a six-year-old Martin. yeah shit i don't know if you listen listen closely to the background it's like living with a six-year-old the singing bush in the background. Okay, oh, okay. living yeah. with a six-year-old. Okay. Three amigos. Um, okay. A bunch of horror movies. Yeah, Papa always been a ladies' man. I'll take your underwear clean off your butt. That's uh, from Duck Dynasty. <laughs> oh, I, I know, know you don't watch it. No. I'm sorry. I'm actual real American. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Is that Get NWA the or fuck out. Uh, well, that is or like, well, that's from, from uh, Boys in the Hood. Get yep. the fuck out uh, from yeah, Easy E. But uh, I believe it is Eddie Murphy in concert yep. saying "Get the fuck out." Um, yeah. you know I was actually is? there today. Do so you know yeah. what that is? Yeah. Loud noises. Anchorman. Anchorman. I don't know what we're yelling about! Also Anchorman. Uh, you won't know the Duck Dynasties. This one's no. no. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. No. Yes. Gonna tie my pecker to a tree. Tie my pecker to a tree. There you You're go. You're a nut. Um, here we go. Here's a... Uh... Everybody happy, happy, happy. You need help. All righty. So... Way too much fun with a little sound noise. Yeah, I know. I should play with them more. Um, (laughs) So that just uh, didn't sound right. right. But okay. Uh, I think that wraps it up. I think uh, I think so. Uh, Super Bowl and uh, obviously before the Oscars, we'll have another podcast. Yes, absolutely. In a couple of weeks, talk about sport ball. We didn't. We uh, didn't cover sports in this podcast. So I don't want to go over sport. I don't want to go over football. (laughs) 
This is the Patriots. Of course it's the Patriots. The Patriots are going to win. Of course the Patriots are going to win. Why? Because it's a fucking, you know, conspiracy. Okay. All right. I hate the Patriots. I've are never they liked the, the Patriots. Are they the Deflate Gators? Yeah. Okay. And the movie, you know, the Watchers. Bill Belichick has his, you know, they have uh, video crews at every single fucking team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's perfectly fine for them to do it. I think all teams should be allowed to do that. I don't understand why you can't. Right. You're not supposed to. And you can't. And yet the Patriots do it every fucking year. And for whatever reason, they got caught with fucking cameras and film from four different teams or five different teams. Hmm, Nothing happened. And what's his name? The guy that's in part, uh, the commissioner, NFL commissioner. Actually, uh, they're talking to the Super Bowl or whatever. He had to go out and go out of his way to apologize well, for the Deflate Gate shit. To be clear, no. like news, yeah. football is entertainment. Right. So, so when you're cheating and you get caught cheating, there's a, something should be done. But nothing's going to be done because it's New England Patriots and they make money for the NFL. And it's entertainment. It. So as long as. Well, People I know if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Right. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And the Patriots have brought it to a whole different fucking level. Mm. They're getting away with everything. All righty. So we did cover sports. <laughs> um, I don't I'm, care for football. I, 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 I watch, you know, I watch hockey. I don't really, you know, all the other sports crack me up. They're right. all bullshit. It's all crazy. Cool. You know, five guys going on skates at 70 miles an hour, following a puck going 90 miles an hour. That's talent. I don't give a fuck about football anymore. It's just, you know, stupid. <laughs> I'm Vince Roca. Oh, I'm Martin Bailey. <laughs> and for more of the show, visit getconvinced.com.